Biatch. It's the reprobate travel cast. If you don't like it, you can kiss my ass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the reprobate travel cast. If you don't like it, you can smoke my grass. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Reprobate Travel Cast. Welcome to the show, everybody. Bob Cook's coming in here. He's bringing a friend with him, he said. Didn't tell me who. It's a surprise. I guess we'll find out together. So I'm just sitting here waiting for those guys to get here. <clears throat> in the meantime, uh, welcome to the show. Got a big show for you. We're going to cover the travel news like we do every episode. Um, we don't cover all the news, just the stuff that involves travel. I'm a traveling guy. I've been traveling for, like, my whole life, mostly. Well, most of my whole life. Well, okay, the last month. I mean, I've, I've traveled all over the country, all over the world. I love it. Some people uh, travel because they have to for work or whatever. Some people travel for fun. No matter what your reason, this show's for you, you know. I don't care if you're the kind of traveler that stays at the Hilton and... uh sees all the local all the big tourist attractions or if you're more the kind of uh gritty backpack adventurer who stays at the at the hostel goes halfway around the world for three hundred dollars doesn't matter that this shows for you too it's for whoever you know if it involves travel we're going to cover it so uh comedian Bob Cook, very funny guy. He's a road comic. He travels the country himself uh, doing stand-up. Really funny guy. If you ever get want to check out a really funny stand-up, if he's ever in your area, check out Bob Cook. He's got a website called Boobcock, that's B-O-O-B-C-O-K.com, where he uh, writes about a lot of funny stuff that happens to him. It's really worth checking out. I mean, I, I was looking at it the other day and, like, laughing out loud. Because it's uh, just a lot of funny shit going on there. So check it out, boobcock.com. I'm pretty excited. I got a lot of stuff going on. I've been booking uh, stand-up shows in different cities, working my way out west, hopefully, to Los Angeles. That's the story, is that I'm going to L.A. I don't know whether I'm going to be driving, taking the bus, hitchhiking, plane, train. I don't know yet. I haven't decided. It depends on what my timetables are for this project. That I'm supposedly working on in L.A. But uh, whatever I do, I'll be checking in f- every day or two with you guys and giving you an update. I'll be I'll be going to all kinds of crazy places and broadcasting from those actual locations, not just my boring studio. I'll be doing stuff, going to restaurants, famous bars. Um, who knows where I'm going to end up? Out in the middle of the street. Just with my microphone set up, I have no idea what I have in store. But I will tell you this. This is going to be very soon a actual traveling podcast. So look forward to that. Uh, we're going to be down in Louisville 
on April 20th for a very special 420 show. It's a couple of shows um, leading into something called Thunder, uh, a really huge event there in Louisville. It's a Friday night there at a place called the Improv Comedy Club. Uh, The show, the Reprobate Travel Cast, is going to be broadcasting right there from the legendary Improv Comedy Club. If you don't know about the Improv, it's it's the best comedy club chain in the country. If you live in a city with an Improv in it, you're lucky because they get top-notch comics night in and night out. They don't just get funny guys. They get guys that are not only funny, but you've seen them on TV, in the movies. Who knows, you know, household names I'm talking. Big, big names. And uh, it's an honor. I'm, I'm actually going to be headlining the club. They're taking a night off from all the big names, and they booked me for um, a 420 uh, stoner celebration. On that Friday, 420, $4.20 to get in. And I'm actually going to smoke a joint on stage that night. I don't give a shit about laws. I don't care. It's 420. Hitler's birthday. Let's get crazy. So that's that's exciting news for me. Uh, going down to Tampa, Florida. Uh, another improv comedy club down there uh, in the in the coming weeks. That'll be really cool. I'm excited to get back down there and hang out with those cool people. The club down there is always nice to me, and it's just beautiful. It is probably my favorite comedy club in the country. I'm sorry to say that to all the other ones that I work, but uh, the other four comedy clubs that book me, uh, sorry. But uh, the Tampa Improv is the place, man. It's got a balcony, like way up tops, and, and it's got an elevator up into the green room. I mean, how cool is that, you know? It's just awesome. I, I live a charmed life, I'll tell you. Just getting to travel around, do my little podcast, ma- hang out with people, uh, make people laugh. It's uh, it's great. I, I uh, wish everybody could be as blessed as I am. So we're going to get in some travel adventures, folks, um, all over the, the United States. And that's exciting. What else? We have a uh, fan page on Facebook now. That's pretty cool. It's the Reprobate Travel Cast fan page. Go ahead and like us if you could, if you like the show. Um, I'm, and I, I post all kinds of cool pictures there from uh, all my travels. I, did, I was a, I, 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 lady. Sorry, I'm having trouble talking all of a sudden. I took a trip to Southeast Asia and I posted a bunch of pictures. I have pictures of uh, some monkeys in the jungle that I saw. Uh, just all kinds of shit. I think I got some pictures from Fat Sam's Bar in Koh Kong, Cambodia, right there on the border. Um, cool place. There's all these casinos right on that border of Thailand and Cambodia. For some reason, uh, I guess gambling's illegal in Thailand. Completely illegal. So, they have a casino right over the border. There's this little spot between Cambodia in Thailand, because I think Cambodia it's illegal too, but they have this little portion of land that is allowed to have gambling and casinos. It's just a little spot, and we missed that. We we were there. We didn't gamble though, because we were uh, bar hopping and doing all kinds of other stupid stuff, taking tuk tuks out into the city and. It was just a really interesting trip. Um, I think maybe one day I'll be back into Southeast Asia, you know. 
what else is going on? Uh, that I think that's about all for now that I want to cover. Um, when we get back, comedian Bob Cook is going to tell us. I think he took a trip somewhere and did some stand-up. And he's going to tell us all about that. And we have a mystery guest talking about a mystery subject. So tune in for that. We'll be right back with the Reprobate Travelcast. I was in Waikiki Beach once. There was a show on PAX Television called Destination Stardom. It was uh, like like PAX's answer to Star Search. This was in the year 2000, by the way. And the producers or somebody had seen me in a nightclub in L.A. or something. I was living in Los Angeles at the time, and... It was a contest, like Star Search, you know, and I was doing stand-up. They wanted me to come on and do stand-up, and I thought, fine, there's a stand-up competition, so I flew to Waikiki, and I remember, I thought I was dreaming when I looked out at the water and the beach and the sand. It looked fake. It looked so beautiful. It was, like, unreal. Like, I couldn't believe my own eyes. It was pretty wild. It was really like something out of a dream. It was The colors were really bright. Like colors that you don't see in your everyday life. And that's just how life is on Waikiki Beach. It's just that beautiful. I bet people that live there really take it for granted. But it was awesome, you know. And I was on the show. A lot of funny things happened. But I was on uh, the, the TV show. We, we taped the show. I mean, I was there for like three or four days. We didn't tape the show till like the third or fourth day. I was staying at, I think it was called the Prince Cahieu Hotel or something like that. And I walked out on the sand and I always have my guitar with me no matter what. I always have my guitar with me, you know. <clears throat> no matter where I go. I just can't live without it. And I was going to go maybe sit under a palm tree and play some guitar, you know, or I don't know what I was thinking, but there's this main, like, strip, there's this main drag of road in Waikiki where most of the traffic goes, and there was a band playing, like a street band, a string band, but it was a street band. And... I don't know if they were homeless or bums or what, but they were playing for change, you know. They had like a tip jar kind of deal, a bucket or something. And they were playing these like Hawaiian songs that I had never heard. Traditional Hawaiian songs <laughs> that were really beautiful. And I was a poser at that time. I mean, I'm still a poser on the guitar. I'm, I make it sound like I know what I'm doing, but I don't, you know. I'm I'm not going to wow you with my great playing, I don't think, but uh, I can get by. I could fake it pretty good. At the time, I wasn't that good, but these guys said, bring your guitar over, come play with us, and they taught me a few songs. And playing with them, I, I was used to playing by myself, but, but playing music with these guys, 
um, helped me come along uh, from being a complete poser on guitar in only a couple of days. I mean, I grew a lot on, uh, playing my guitar with those guys because I jammed with them for a couple of days on the streets of Waikiki. I, I don't know who those guys were. There was so many years ago, but they were really nice, and it was really just a, a beautiful way to enjoy Hawaii and just an unusual way to enjoy Hawaii was playing guitar on the boardwalk with a homeless string band. <laughs> but I had nothing else to do. You know, we taped like an hour, and that whole thing was funny. Um, Pax Television is very clean, and if you've seen my stand-up act, it was like they would have, it was like they had Satan on God's channel. It was pretty ridiculous, but <clears throat> I wasn't, it was a contest, just like Star Search, like I said, and the hostess was this really hot chick from, I think it was General Hospital or something, some actress, but she was some hot chick, and I, boy, I wanted to fuck her, but she was completely disgusted by me. I could tell she wanted to vomit every time she looked at me, so I uh, was sure to really pour it on thick with her to really make her want to jump out a window, but uh, they didn't have me... In the competition against another stand-up, they had me in the competition against a dance couple that I guess had been all over the world and danced all over the planet. And it was like this cheesy act. The guy wore this cheesy skin-tight pants and he was like singing When a Man Loves a Woman and, <laughs> you know, dancing with this chick and it was just this really cheesy act. And... They were trying to tug on the judges' heartstrings. They had a pre-show interview, and they asked him, Hey, uh, thanks for coming on the show. What, what do you think your chances are? And the, guys, and, and the lady or the guy, one of them says, Oh, they have a baby with them in the interview. They said, Oh, we, uh, we hope we win because we really need the money for Junior here. <laughs> you know, and like, how do I compete with that? And then they cut to me, and they're like, How are you going to spend the money? And I'm like, I'm going to a titty bar or something. At the time, I was a mess. I'm going to go get drunk, you know. But uh, that kind of made me mad. So I whooped their ass. I ended up beating them. And then I think I was banned from the show because I was supposed to go on to the semifinals and they never had me back on. I'm not sure what happened there, but it was pretty funny. But I, I actually ended up winning and, and beating the dance team. And hopefully taking food out of their little baby's mouth. What do you think about that? Huh? What do you think about that, audience? Speaking of our audience, our audience is growing. We don't have a huge following, but boy, the following we have is pretty loyal, and I appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. I noticed the numbers on my um, WordPress and on the iTunes. It looks like we've got some people listening there. I don't know how... Uh, iTunes, for some reason, doesn't give you your exact numbers, so I don't know what up with that. But I hope you like my little Waikiki story. Hawaii is so beautiful. I, I would love to go back there one day. I'm just killing time, really, until Bob Cook gets here with our mystery guest. That's going to be pretty cool. I'm excited about that. Bob's got some news for us. And uh, I don't know, man. I've just, I bought a new guitar. I'm pretty excited about that. It's a Martin, and it's just beautiful. I hope you guys like it. I'll be playing that uh, in the upcoming episodes. And uh, how about this trip to uh, Tampa and Louisville? That's exciting. 
I love those cities, and I'm glad you're going to be coming along with me. Uh, maybe we'll talk to Bob about that here in a minute when uh, he gets here. So, and we, of course, uh, when we get back, have more of the travel news. Like every week, we cover the travel news here. So stay tuned. I'll be right back with Bob Cook. We're back. Bob Cook's here, everybody. Welcome back. Good to see you, brother. Good to see you again, man. And uh, in the studio with us, I don't know how he got past uh, security, Corey Baxter's here. Comedian, uh, world traveler, musician. Scumbag. Scumbag. uh, (laughs) All of those are applicable. Bastard. (laughs) Mugger. I don't know, boy. It's a long I, I, list. I'm mugged. Who'd I mug? Corey might be the truest form of a reprobate that we've had on the show thus far. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you if you see Corey visually, he looks like a reprobate. Most people that look at me assume I'm a reprobate. Just you know, and they're probably right. But yeah, you do, you, and that's a compliment. Well, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Glad, glad to be on. It's Thanks. the kind of guy you. Bob, Bob and Jake, thank you. Yeah. It's not like we invited you to the um, upright citizen podcast. But that would probably be a lot funnier, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The irony. <laughs> so, uh, uh, welcome to the Douchebag Pig Fucker podcast. <laughs> we picked you exclusively. One week only. That's not a compliment, really. No. Uh-uh. Well, this show isn't just for scumbags, really. It's for uh, anybody who travels. And, you know, <clears throat> scumbags travel a lot, I noticed. I, I travel quite a lot after being evicted. Yeah. Yeah, getting evicted, or if the laws after you. I've have often to travel. been forced to travel quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, no place to go. Fuck it, let's hit New Orleans. Yeah, like, uh, you actually did a, a panhandling tour, didn't you? Like, uh, years yeah, ago? For a couple of years ago. Yeah, we just tell uh, us about that. It's a panhandling tour. Well, it was, well, <laughs> that's what it turned into. This is my understanding. It's his story, but like you basically uh, had had a band and you wanted to tour and you said fuck it and put yourself on tour oh yeah yeah that was uh, that was a long time ago I, I thought you were talking like about how it. did you do it did you call uh, like bars ahead of time no. and book it or did you just basically hit the road yeah, and go just, bar to bar hey we'll jam for you for yeah. beer and a hotel like that uh, kind of deal no no hotel uh, <laughs> Jack, Jack Kerouac style yeah, so you're all boat. sleeping in a van and yeah, shit yeah, yeah. yeah. and like we'd break into warehouses and shit like uh, what were you like, breaking into warehouses for because Sweet. it was too hot in the van so you were sleeping at these other people's warehouse? Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, all sorts. Of, find some chick that, that we called it hogging. Go find some fat chick to get us to crash in her place. <laughs> she clean you up, make you some food. That's awesome. Yeah. Now that there. is a real reprobate travel story, yeah, well, right there. <laughs> but what we did is we you're the real deal, brother. Yeah, right. Absolutely. We didn't uh, we didn't book any of the shows in advance. None of them. Except, well, we, 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 but you ended up getting gigs, though, right? Every night, yeah. We, we just tell them every the night you got a gig. Yeah, we we played like something like uh, something <laughs> like eighteen shows in like twenty four days or something. <laughs> like uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, we just roll into a town. It was the same thing every time. Like, hey, uh, we'd roll into Gainesville. Like our gig in Tallahassee got canceled. We don't have enough gas money to get to Jacksonville. Can we play here tonight? Like, uh, yeah, sure. You know what? Or this place across town, or these punks are having a show down here and. We just take money, you know, ask them for thirty bucks. That's when gas was still cheap, you know. Right. At twenty or thirty bucks could get you two hundred miles. Of Shit, you, did you use a tip jar at all? Yeah, tip jar. We put on a lot of tip jars. We just. We did. They ever give you like free booze? 
Yeah. Uh, well, they they'll be, drink you out too if you're oh jamming. yeah yeah for sure sure and uh, they'll uh, like there's one time we had a night off we didn't have we got we we came you in, had a night off well <laughs> your life is one big night off well, yeah from our, for our unbooked tour we had a night off we were we were we came into town uh, I think it was uh, I think it was Tallahassee actually a place called the Handlebar um, and. Uh, we got them to put us on a show, but it was the next night that we couldn't play that night. Cause they're waiting. So they, the bartender said we could come crash at his place and then come back the next night. But they had a, a thing for $20, all the beer you can drink. Oh, wow. Uh, so we <laughs> talked them into letting us drink all the beer we could drink in an hour for $15 total for the three of us. <laughs> I think I put down four or five pitchers in that hour. Like, Oh, that's I, insane. I, I puked and then went back to drinking just because <laughs> I could drink for free. I've still got 20 minutes left. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Pouring it into your pockets. Right. <laughs> well, that's a hell of an adventure, Dumping though, you know? Each other's heads it's, uh, that's actually just a really cool thing. I, when I was in Southeast Asia, I would see you know there, and there was bars all over the place and there'd be like um a dude in the corner with an acoustic guitar just doing cover songs basically and um like these guys we met one that was like from um ireland or somewhere they're from all over the world and basically these guys worked really hard for like a year didn't party or anything put all their money away and then they were, like, floating around Asia for, like, a year, not working, just playing in these little bars on their guitar for beer and, like, a hotel six bucks a night. They'll, they were like, here's a hotel and some, some booze and food. These guys were, you know. Just living off their life savings tour in Southeast Asia. Yeah, and their life savings was probably about eight grand, but you could live a full <laughs> year in Asia like a king for eight grand. And if you're playing these little bar gigs... You could float a little longer, and uh, you know, I thought that was kind of a cool way to live. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Kind of an outlaw way to for sure. Do yeah, it sure. some Jack Kerouac on the road, like just do your own thing when you want to do it, kind of adventure. Well, we did that too a couple of years ago. Like, uh, just I'd broken up with a girlfriend, and me and uh, my my, I got my work partner, we he's you know a guy who plays in my bands and stuff. Uh, we travel for work too, doing state, you know, being stagehands and building building stages and stuff. So we have work. And a city, and then nothing to do and no place to go. For so we just panhandle, like pull up to a rest area and fly a sign that says, you know, need gas to get to the next town, and fill up the gas. You know, people, Christian family, would come up, make you a picnic lunch, take you to the gas station, fill up the tank. At this point, you've already got thirty bucks in your pocket because <laughs> you've been panhandling all fucking day. So. Like you got now, you got enough money to get a bottle of whiskey, a case of beer, the Christians fed you lunch, and the gas tank's full. So the Christians get you boozed up. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the angles. Like at this point, you could really fuck over those Christians yeah. who extended their kind and loving hand. Hey, whatever. If they got it, the booze from a Christian, hand job from a skank, it's all helpful. Right, well, yeah. Jesus turned water into wine. Corey was just being Christian by buying booze with the money the Christians had given him. He was being consistent, I think. I think yeah. so. You I know. realized, like, today when I was cleaning up my house, uh, have you ever, do you hate that Easter grass that gets stuck, you know, that, like, yeah. plastic shit? Mm-hmm. Like, trying to clean my house, and I thought I had cleaned it, and it would show up, and then I realized that there was a direct parallel between, like, the Easter story and the Easter grass because I thought it was gone and like three days later it just like a resurrected nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like son of a bitch. This Easter grass is Jesus. You find that shit in July still. 
I cannot get rid of it. Yeah, I once found an Easter egg about maybe nine months after Easter. You were terrible at that. <laughs> between some couch cushions. I was <laughs> like, what is good at hiding Easter eggs? Yeah, yeah. We're terrible at finding them. <laughs> but I wonder why it didn't stink right really now. Uh, you know? My wife had put some back, and uh, we were calling the landlord because of this ungodly stench in the kitchen <laughs> and uh, I thought like an animal had died under the dishwasher or something and we were getting really irate because he was busy I'm like I'm not gonna live in these conditions and then like he's on his way over and she's like cleaning up and we find like just seven or eight rotten eggs that the kids had stuffed behind like an oven mitt or something in a drawer and so it was the most embarrassing shit ever because I had to, had to like call him off immediately but oh did you find it I'm like yeah it's fine it's fine I took care of it I didn't want to be like yeah I'm a fucking idiot I've got a case of rotten eggs in my drawer so uh Baxter yeah you said that you um built help build the uh stage for the Super Bowl this year is that yeah, right? this, yeah I, I did that this year um uh, well, I, I, how, I, how did you get that gig? Was it like the rock and roll gig? You just showed up in town and said, hey, I'm trying to get to the next town. Uh, well, anybody I, need a stage built for a Super Bowl? Actually, sort of. We just yeah. happen to have a Super Bowl going on. Yeah, that's, uh, that's sort of how we do it. We call it Chasing the Steel. And chasing it, the Steel? Yeah, yeah. You, you find out what's going on, where the major events are going to be, in what town, and you just show up. And uh, if they need guys, they'll hire you. If they don't. Uh, you go to the next town and try to find, but uh, but we this was it was through the local union so we we had connections with the union hall okay so uh, yeah we got we got on working down there um, that must have been a pretty sweet gig huh yeah it was pretty fun last year's Super Bowl was cooler I ended up at the Playboy party with uh, Snoop Dogg running a spotlight for the last time uh, Nate Dogg ever sang Regulators Live before he died oh uh, wow I yeah. didn't know you were at another Super Bowl yeah, now, yeah uh, are you on last year but. Uh, this year was kind of cool. It was like the roof of the building was like 300 feet, but they didn't have any safety lines. So we had to like belay and rappel over the edge of this 300 feet like catwalk to do Holy the shit. Living, like climbing up this 50 degree I-beam with no safety. Like I had very minimal safety gear, but it wasn't the proper safety gear because it's not meant to be rigged from. They didn't build it with wow. that mind. Yeah. So you got to like get inside an I-beam and shimmy up this pole 250 feet in the air, you know, like, with a strap, like, hook to one hip and tie it around the bottom like an arbor. And then they give Eli Manning a trophy. Right, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't do any of that stuff. No, no, he uh, got tackled a bunch, I think. That's horseshit. So, but that's that's pretty sweet, though. That's pretty neat. Now, how'd you meet Snoop Dogg? You were running the spotlight? I didn't didn't meet Snoop Dogg, but I, I I was at the... I was at the Playboy. This was last year at the uh, two, uh, whatever 2010 Super Bowl, 2011 Super Bowl, right? Yeah, it's 2012. What, what Playboy Bowl. event? Uh, it was uh, but they call it Bud Light Hotel. They do it every year at the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. And, uh And they had it was a private party for Bud Light, and uh, the Playboy bunnies were the cocktail waitresses. Wow. And Snoop Dogg was the featured act that night. Wow, awesome. Yeah, it was a, a hell of a party. Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty good party. Did you get to uh, finger blast any of the Playboy? Uh, no, models? but one of the girls finger blast did Snoop Dogg. Uh, yes. Did did <laughs> did uh, a Playboy story, girl uh, finger bang you? No, no, there was no, no finger bang. Uh, However, always one, one of the girls, <laughs> one of the girls uh, that was there that was like they had different like areas set up for like different themes. Uh, the like island theme girl, uh, we had her centerfold 
taped up in the bathroom of the van that we live in. Oh, wow. So, like, we're like, hey, we fucking beat off to you all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Was she proud of that? Was that a proud moment? Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's kind of her goal. Right, yeah. Wouldn't that be the compliment of the the pornographic model? Yeah. Uh, Hey, you make my pecker hard? Yeah, job well done, honey. It's much better than I'm going to rape you in the alley. Right, yeah, yeah, that's... Hey, uh, sniff this, don't ask. It's kind of like... <laughs> sniff this, don't ask. Yeah, that's... Mental rape, I guess. The FTDs are, uh, refer to ourselves as ear rape. No, the FTDs, that's your band? Yeah, the fucking goddams. The FTDs. Oh, the FGDs. Yeah, the FTDs. The fucking goddams. Yeah, we're... You guys, what would you call your your type of music? Well, uh, shit rock is what Shit we, rock? Is it, can we find it online anywhere? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe on, uh, there's some, uh... There's some old clips on cringe.com. Uh, this is a local Columbus music website. Uh, so check out cringe.com. Look in, uh, I think that's under the archives. Do you have any shows coming up here? Uh, yeah. We're playing Cinco we de Mayo. just go downtown and start a show? Yeah, real quick. for sure, for sure. <laughs> you got a show Cinco de Mayo? Cinco de Mayo, yeah, the FTDs are playing. I broke down in Westerville, and I'm trying to make it to Obets. I think, uh, <laughs> I think it's at the Summit. The Summit, yeah, I've been to the Summit. I think. I'm not sure though. You don't know. Stay tuned for further. Somewhere details. in Columbus, you're doing a show on Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, that'll happen. We'll Are you? Uh, do, would you ever do that again? Go out on the road and do the van thing? And uh... yeah, I'm, uh, I'm leaving for New Orleans on Monday. And you're going with the band, and you guys think you're going to jam? Oh no, no, I'm going to do some stage hand work, but uh, it's only like a few days work, and then I don't know. What I'm doing after that? What kind of stagehand work? Uh, actually, they're doing the jazz festival down there right now. Sweet. So, so I'll be doing that. Actually, like co- they call it corporate events, where yeah, I go wear like a button-up black shirt and comb your hair all nice and look all corporate, even though you're behind the scenes swinging a hammer and cl- like nothing is more uncomfortable than swinging a hammer and a pair of khakis and you know slacks and a button-up shirt, but you got to look corporate, right? Yeah. Got to look the part. Right. Bob, did you go anywhere in the last uh, week or so since I saw you? No, I'm uh, doing, what was the last thing I did? I guess I went to Bloomington, Illinois, into the show for like five people. So there was that. I'm in um, Tennessee. Well, that was everybody in Bloomington, Illinois, right? Right, yeah, yeah. The whole town turned out. Yeah, that's. I was actually in a parade. (laughs) Five people total. It it was ridiculous. There was a. there was only one group, one table down front, and the rest of the people were lying in the bar watching the Final Four. And it was the Buckeye game. So I was like, shit, so I wish they weren't I paying attention to you. Right. You couldn't tell them, hey, turn the TVs off while comedy's on. I don't know. I mean, that's where I the bar's revenue was coming from, so I wasn't going to shit on yeah, that the, I'll, I'll turn the comedy off till after the game. I actually, we'll yeah, that's what I would do. Maybe start the show late. <laughs> I, I just bought, like, what the fuck were you for thinking? the table. Because I'm not in charge of running the fucking show. I'm in charge of talking about my wiener. No, um, you're in charge of showing up and leaving with money. Yeah, yeah, that was my main function there. Yeah. Uh, but I asked the table. They were the only people sitting. I was like, do they charge you ticket? They were like, yeah. Like, Are you fucking kidding me? They charged you? They are like, yeah. Was like Everybody else is just chilling, not a dime spent on the show. So I ended up buying them a couple rounds just for sitting down front. I'm like, yeah, here's some booze on me, you know. So. Oh, the, 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 there's the one table of five people in blue, like... There are other people in the bar. Yeah, there's four people at this table, and there's maybe eight people And nobody at else the paid bar. for a ticket. Right, right. And so this is the one people that were supporting the show got fucked, so I bought their drinks. Well, 
That seems absurd. You think that seems, they usually call it a door charge because no matter who comes in, you pay the price at the door. Yeah, I think that's what you call a shit gig. Right? Yeah, was, uh, I mean, you know, I just pocketed the dough and drove home. I mean, you you want it to be a great show and you want to make all the money and, and you want to sell merch, but like then sometimes you just go, I, I, I fucking got paid. Whatever. Right. I've had bad days or, at regular jobs. Or fuck too. even got paid. I didn't spend any money on this one. Right. Like that, that's kind of how I look at Like if, As long as this isn't going to cost me any money and, uh, it works out, I guess. The weird thing, as shitty as that show was, they put me up in, like, an extended stay hotel for a one-nighter. I don't understand what that was about. I had, like, a an oven, microwave, washer, dryer. I know what was going on with that. That's kind of nice, though. They probably price-lined it. So, it was wonderful. I just don't get the point. We're all three of us have uh, do stand-up comedy and have done some road gigs, and I think we should talk about uh, either getting fired or banned from gigs, because I know I've... When I'm I was drinking, I got get, banned from a ton of rooms. I'm going like, to get banned next week because I'm playing a Harris Casino. So mm. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Uh, actually, we covered this when I when I um, yelled at the guy with Down syndrome. Didn't we do? Yeah, that yeah. You're doing that same before? gig. Uh, no, no, not that one. I'm doing oh, a, you, a Harris. You, you and, decided to scratch the yell at the guy with Down syndrome bit. <laughs> yeah, that, that was. Uh, Chris Cohen was telling that bit because he was the other guy there. I was like, I was like, well, that's odd. He's like telling the bit about how my life went miserably for me that night. Right. He was like the bystander. Like, I got this one retarded friend. I'm like, I'm the retarded friend. I, and I'm a comic. Do you think <laughs> I might want to mention that I was the retard? <laughs> Crazy. So wait, so you're playing Harris? Harris, yeah. When are you booked at Harris Casino and uh, which Harris Casino? I think I'm booked on Wednesday the 18th. And I want to say that it's in, boy, I don't know. This is, I need like, web this here. is seven Boop days from now. Do you don't know shows. where you're going? Ah, not that. Is it West Virginia? No, no, it's in Tennessee. Oh, it's I in Tennessee. Should, yeah, and I got like a day off after that, and I'm going to Who books that? Nashville. The Yoders. The Yoders. Yeah. Yeah, and then a couple things in North Carolina. I have to go to my webpage, boobcock.com slash shows. Well, uh, we'll do that in a minute. I, I'm kind of looking at the, um, what do you call it, the sound here. Oh, you're I'm right. looking at sounds? That, that's not possible. Sure. Have you ever eaten acid? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You can look at sound. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can see it coming right out of the speakers. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure. um, fired at a, uh, a show recently in Circleville, and they loved me, uh, but the booker fired me. And I'm not sure, like, what that was all about. But she had to follow me. And uh, so I took her down. And I took down one of my buddies to give him a showcase in front of her. And oddly enough, he got hired. <laughs> and then I got fired. And I and it was on my reference that got him in. Oh, that uh, sucks. So you, you bring your buddy and he gets the job. Yeah, you know, and... Uh, You're and a it was good judge weird. of character, but a terrible <laughs> comedian. <laughs> it was weird because she was like, you know, if he has a bad show, it's going to reflect on you. And I'm like, well, I won't bring him then. I was trying to give you, like, a free, you know, uh, MC, And then he was getting a showcase out of it. So she's like, no, bring him. Uh, but I had a, a really good show and everyone was really happy. And then... Um, then I talked with the booker cause she was headlining. They did this whole smoke break in between. I talked with her and things were fine. And then she went up and she like, when she went up, she was like, let's get another round for Bob. And they erupted. And then like 10 minutes go by and she's like, one more round for Bob. And then she, later she goes, I knew I could talk about whatever I wanted cause Bob broke the ice. And then at the end of the show, she goes, and let me just get the comics up here. And she pulls me up and she plants a kiss on my cheek. And then we just say our goodbyes and I'm leaving. And the other comic was like, 
I, she was the only booking agent that I was middling for. So I thought I was going to get bumped up. And then, like, I didn't really contact her. I didn't want to be pushy. And, like, a week goes by, and it's like, um, you've been released. Um, here's a series of reasons why. And it was like, one said I was dressed like a bum. And I, I was, like, wearing, like, jeans well, and polo well, shirt. Well, I mean, comedy's different now. Dressed like a bum. I mean... This isn't um, 1950s Las Vegas anymore. Comedy's changed, man. Like, I mean, you, I was in even the comics Ohio at, at the Improv shirt. Yeah, what do you want, dude? Well, I, and, and yeah, like it's not. Dude, it's I not, see headliners at the Improv that look like they just got off the fucking Greyhound bus. Well, the, the yeah, funniest yeah, part, sure. It's not, it's not suit and tie. It's not. You don't need a tuxedo. Times have changed, man. The funniest part show. about this whole thing was one of the things was speculation. She goes, "I hear you don't have a license," and I just responded, "I'm shocked." I, you know, whatever. So and she I was so back. nice to you that night. It almost and seems like she wasn't excited about stick. following me or something. I mean, I almost got used like a whore there because, I mean, I'm being very kind, helping her sell the show to get rebooked and, like, you know, hugging her on stage. Um, but I get uh, – I sent her – she said she heard I didn't have a license, which I was like, I didn't know. You know, first of all, if you thought something like that, you could contact me. Secondly, it would be none of your fucking Well, I could see why with. she didn't think you had a license because – Anybody who's seen you drink probably just assumes that you don't have a license. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, uh, <coughs> you know, but here's the beauty of it: she, she she took back two shows that I already had booked with her, and then oh, and she left me on the mailing list so that I could receive her message that she needed to rebook them. So we, we went through this whole argument, and I I was like, you shouldn't fucking assume anything about me, and you should contact me, and furthermore, it would be none of your fucking business if I was unlicensed, and. uh so I sent her an attachment of my license. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, then I get this email and a thread like, I need these two shows filled. Uh, and I was like, I responded back to it like, hey, uh, Carol, can I get those two shows? Some cunt just like cut me for her agency. <laughs> you sent that or did you didn't? Well, it doesn't matter. I'm already going to refire me. You, I, sent, I, I, you really I, sent it? I've got, yeah. I've got those two dates available as it turns yeah, out. Like, yeah, just this morning I had a fallout with some crusty whore. <laughs> totally cut me. I mean, I fucking was doing like two shows a year for her, so it wasn't a biggie. I had petitioned her to work in front of her personally so that I could get some, you know, more clout and some more work. And, I mean, I did my job. I even contacted the uh, the owner, and I was just like, are, are we good? Like, you know, did you enjoy it? And he was like, oh, it's wonderful. People keep manager, talking yeah. about it. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it was just, I think it was a jealousy thing. I can't say that for sure, but I really can't figure out a reason. I did my job. No, nah, you know, like, some people just are fucked up, man. You know? Mm. Fucker. Yeah. I don't know, but um, she, you know, she, like, owns a shithead agency. She doesn't work for anyone but herself. So, uh-huh. I mean, it's not like it's going to go anywhere. But oh, she, like, I started thinking, an agency so she could headline? I was thinking of getting, like, a Google Voice. That's a good, uh, that's a good strategy. I was thinking of getting, like, a Google Voice number and then, like, just pretending I'm calling from Nebraska to hire her out and have her come out and then just fucking it's a farce the whole time. <laughs> just find a random venue. We need you here in Lincoln, Nebraska next week. <laughs> 300 bucks plus logic. <laughs> Like, sorry, it didn't work out. Sorry. So you, you've you been uh, fired there? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you I got see, fired. You don't strike me as the kind of guy that would ever get fired. Yeah, Well, that's no. because I don't strike you as the type of guy that would hire hired in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get fired from Touché. panhandling? Yeah, right. Give me your pan. <laughs> oh, I need that to handle. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got, uh, I got, fu- uh, I got fired... From the only guy who I ever, like, really worked for. 
Like I've done most of my own booking and you know right. sort of underground stuff, working rock clubs and, and things like that. So I tend to kind of DIY. Uh, but this guy like me, and uh, I don't know if I should say his name. I mean, I, he no, don't, you don't have to say his name. He didn't do anything wrong. I fucked up. But uh, let's give him a fake name to protect his identity. We'll call him Denzel Washington. <laughs> okay, so I was working. <laughs> For Denzel Washington. <laughs> well, I don't Hitler. like that guy already. <laughs> he only sounds like a real bastard. Pol Pot. I was working the Pol Pot comedy tour. Uh, no, and I was. Uh, I, I had. I had these two. I booked. The guy that booked me a tour. He booked me two two nights, but there was a night in between. So it was like I had to find my own lodging that night and stuff. And right. So I go up and I do. I do the, the show where he's there and he, you know, can like babysit and he's. Hosts on the show and everything's mm-hmm. fine, and, uh, and you get free drinks there and stuff. And we, you know, so I was drinking for free. But uh, I, I don't have a driver's license, uh, and my buddy uh, was like just driving for me. He wasn't a comedian or anything; just came along for the ride. Yeah, and uh, they were taking care of him there at that place, and you know, we had a good time. And we went out that night and went back to our room, and everything was okay. And next night we got the night off. And a giant sack of mushrooms. Oh. <laughs> so uh, we go tearing around Bowling Green, the fucking goth bar, and end up at some fucking tranny, uh, like, drag show. I, I've club. been there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like, uh, yeah. That is on, like, Wednesdays. Yeah, it's the night after the show, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like goth bar, tra- like, yeah, it was, it was a... It's like a trans. It, it was any review. Yeah, it was, kind of yeah, thing. it wasn't a drag show because they were like, ha- they were like shemales. Like, yeah. it was... Yeah, yeah, training review. <laughs> so, uh, and you know, it so, was really odd because people kept saying to me, you're on in five. And I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm not one of the performers. It's just you're so pretty, Bob. <laughs> right, yeah. I could see why they would get confused. With the Adam's probably... apple in the skirt. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so how did the, how did you get banned? I mean, uh, or how did you get fired? Okay, I so say. so this is this. I is guess just you got like, banned too and well, fired, yeah, right? Banned, banned, banned from Marshall, Michigan. So this is in Bowling Green. Next day, we're all hungover as fuck. We're... Driving down, we, we get to Marshall, and uh, before I check into the hotel, even I, I like to report to the venue and make sure you know sure. the place exists. Right, <laughs> you know, uh, doing all these shitty tours that I've done, the old just panhandle, fuck it, let's go check this place out. Way, right, I panned out uh, so hot on occasion. We booked a show one time, and the place we got there, and it, there was still smoldering; it had literally just burned to the ground. Like, oh man! Oh wow! Uh, That'll, but, uh, that'll hurt your numbers. Yeah, it will. It will. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so we, we're, we're in Marshall, Michigan, the place called The Place Next Door, and I don't remember who the headliner was, but he was all right. He was good, actually. It was very mm-hmm. funny. But uh, there was no MC, and, uh, yeah, they just had, like, the, the bartender or whatever MC, and uh, and the headliner, the headliner shows up, uh, like, two and a half hours late. Oh, wow. Like, during my set, I'm stretching my set because I think I'm filling the show at this point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he comes walking in during my set like, oh, Jesus Christ, great. Finally, the fucking headliner's here. So, you know, of course, he wants to now sit down and have a drink and wind down. He just got off the road, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I can see him over there talking with the bartender. And, yeah, that's a him problem, though. Right, yeah, right, exactly. So, uh, but all night, uh, again, me and my driver, uh, Checkpoint Charlie, are just fucking throwing them back. Like, they got this house shot. Uh, is it the one with the uh, fucking jalapeno? Yeah, it's it? got a jalapeno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's like one. it's like uh, that one burns both ways. Yeah, it certainly does. It's like uh, 
you, you know, they're like, they're free all night. If, if you drink these, they're free all They were giving us free beer. Wait, like, so if you drink the shot, it's free all night? Yeah, but it's but it's tequila it. hot sauce and a jalapeno, and they microwave it. I would, oh, I don't know about microwaved. I would do it if it were chilled. No, it's it's disgusting. It's like... It doesn't... I, I like all those things, though. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it's taking your weapon. Right, it, yeah. yeah. But, uh, so yeah, first, you know, we like I said, we, we go check in with the place, uh... And the guy tells us, like, it's called the place next door. I'm like, next door to what? He's like, oh, the factory that's been torn down. So like, it's not next door <laughs> so to anything. It's not next door to anything. Like, he's like, yeah, man, everybody comes here, has been hanging out here for years. And But I was like, hey, man, is it cool if uh, we go out back and burn one? He's like, oh, I, I wouldn't do that. In fact, I'd, I'd keep that quiet and uh, keep that low key in this town. I'm like, really? And why is that? He's like, well, since the factory shut down, this has kind of become a cop bar. Like, all the cops hang out in this place. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, that's... That sucks. That sucks, so you got me booked at the cop bar, where they're feeding me free liquor all night. (laughs) Yeah, that's a bad combination. Right, right. yeah, exactly. Let's all get drunk and drive away next to the cop. Right. Uh, But also, I come to find out later in the night that there's also an FBI training facility in uh, in Marshall, Michigan. Oh, wow. So it's like feds and local cops all fucking hanging out together in this bar. Hmm. Uh, So, uh... We, you know, we're just getting screwed up. I'm, I'm already kind of pissed off. I'm, you know, because the headliner's not there. I'm just throwing these shots back, throwing these shots back. And during his hour, you know, I'm, I got this fucking joint, and uh, we, I offer it to this uh, chick. Like, there's this real pretty young redhead sitting next to me. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, hey, you wanna, you wanna maybe? Uh, that should have been your tip off. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The hot uh, chick was talking to you. Right. Yeah. For sure. Dead like, giveaway. Hey, I, I got, <laughs> Something's <laughs> up. I got this. I got this hash joint. If you want to go get stoned off this hash joint, she's like, um, "I'm a federal agent. You should probably put that back in your pocket because I'm off duty, and I'm going to pretend that I didn't see you." Oh wow! I thought you were very funny. Like, all right. Well, yeah, that'll make. You I guess I'll. Uh, but so I'll, did you say? Uh, so a blowjob's not going to happen then? I guess. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, pretty much my consensus. <laughs> you'd like to puff point. on this instead, right? No, no, there was no puffing. Uh, Oh, wow. No puffing at all. So, uh, again, free shots all, still all night, just fucking keeping them coming, keeping them coming. And then the beer's flowing like water, too. Eventually, the owner of the club is like, all right, you know, he pays me, and uh, everything's great. We've been drinking all night, you know, wipes my tab clean, all that. On the other shots I was drinking and stuff, gives me a free pizza pie. Everything's going great. I, you know, I filled in for this other guy. Um, so, you know, th- this is where it gets a little hairy. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> I knew you weren't going to say the end after <laughs> right, no. everything was awesome. Right. So uh, See, that's a, he that's offers a... to drive my driver's car, and his wife will drive his truck back to the hotel. So oh. everything's great. So he's like, he knows this guy's, you know, just, but he knew he was getting him fucked up on it. So he's like, I'll take you guys back. And, you know, uh, apparently I wasn't supposed to smoke in his truck. Uh, that was an issue <laughs> that I didn't hear about until the email that I got two weeks later. Yeah. Um I apparently wasn't supposed to urinate in the air conditioner at the hotel room when I got there. Uh, and having a fist fight with Charlie resulting in a smashed lamp and a broken television also didn't really sit too well. No, that's a, that's a, those with, are dumb rules anyway. With, yeah, to with be the fair, was any of that expressed in your itinerary to begin with? <laughs> right. No, it didn't no. say not to specifically pee in No, the air but it also didn't say, uh, you know. Was it, the air conditioner on? Uh, Did it blow the pee back into your no, face? No, it, it didn't. It didn't. Uh, well, then no harm, no foul. Right, yeah, I would say. Yeah, we could sue him if that had happened. Right, yeah. For sure. <laughs> how, do, 
How did they catch you on that one, by well, the way? Well, obviously the room was in my, you know, me and his name. No, no. How do they know that you... So, do they wait. check the air conditioner for No, they're eight? like, well, they're like, the curtains were wet with something. <laughs> and the, and obviously the curtains in every hotel room were raised. So this is an email that they send the booker. Yeah, that they send the booker. Right? And the like, booker forwards it to you? Right, yeah. And so... <laughs> they probably sent an email to the bar. No, yeah, that's what they did. He, I think he actually lost... The hotel. I think oh, right, he may right. have... I may have jeopardized that room, in fact. Like, he, I think he... They're like, we fuck comedy. Yeah, I think that's pretty much what happened. Like, so I, I get, I get the email. That's excellent. So really, the smoking in the car, not right. a big deal. No, so no, not no. only were you fired and banned from this guy, I but you, comedy did, fucking you killed comedy in, in an entire time. Yeah. No, oh, man. Uh, no one in Marshall, Michigan has smiled since then. <laughs> All right, a little bit of technical difficulties, but we're back. Uh, so go on with your story. Okay, so uh, I get an email from the booker, uh, <laughs> like a couple, a couple, and all it says was like he. All it said was he. Uh, how, how'd the show go? How, what, uh, what happened in Marshall? How'd the show go? It was so it was really like passive. It was it was it was it was. I think it was just. I'm not sure if you'd even heard from the club yet at this point. <laughs> Uh, I was wondering, was he springing a trap? No, no, he just know. he just said... Uh, it, no, he hadn't heard from the club. Okay, so he's just like, hey, how'd it go? Yeah, yeah, he was just sending me like, <laughs> you're like because he wasn't couldn't there. Couldn't have gone better. Because, like, goddamn, well, like, vastly <laughs> different account from the other party. Uh, but, yeah, he just sends me a, you know, uh, how'd it go at Marshall last night, you know. Uh it, it went good, but that hotel room smelled like piss. <laughs> and broken and the, lamps. The lamp and television were fucking smashed. Yeah, you could maybe have, like, yeah, you you could have, have that guy put motor, right? or I wouldn't book that room anymore if yeah. I were you. Right. Do you remember what the fight was over, by the way? Uh, but between me and Charlie in, yeah. in the room? Yes. I just... So I feel like we just kind of glazed over that. Oh, uh, no. I just, I just think we were fucking... Horsing around. Yeah, just fucking... Cockhammer, fucking drunk, and he See, like that's like, the difference between your type. Like Jake and I might have like a tickle fight, and then we just go to sleep. No, he just like, fucking, like tap- whereas he's like throwing lamps at the hotel right. and busting. Yeah, TVs yeah, and yeah. Then like, sleep it off. <laughs> well, he, I think he just like tackled me into the wall, like just out of the blue because he was just getting <laughs> so, rowdy. In. Is it any so, moment uh, do you feel like? Frightened about the oncoming repercussions, or you just go, "Oh, so that happened." No, I, oh, god damn it! Like uh, this is gonna—I'm so, gonna get a phone call about this. Is basically, okay, about, okay. About, you know, I was like, "So you received the how to go?" Right. Uh, I, I get the how to go email, and I'm just like, "Hey, uh, like the show was all right. The headliner was late, but he showed up on time." Uh, I was like, uh, <laughs> "The owner uh, fed us free liquor all night, so that was pretty cool." But it may or may not have resulted in me breaking a lamp. <laughs> and uh, so he's like, okay. <coughs> that, you know, sends me an email back. What the fuck really happened in Marshall? <laughs> and I'm like, well, you know what? I was like, I'm telling you. He called, he called me on my cell phone. That's what it was. He called, I just got off the phone with the owner of that club. You fucking offered a federal agent a goddamn hash joint. You fucking smoked in the guy's fucking truck. You tore up the fucking hotel room. Your buddy drank for free all night and didn't pay a fucking dime. Blah, blah, all this shit. They want to, they're, they're not going to do that room anymore. You, uh, you're costing me fucking 400 bucks a month from doing two nights a sh- or two weeks, uh, two shows a month at that fucking room. Like, they're canceling forever. They, uh, those agents, those people you talk to, they got your name off the owner and if they see you in Marshall, Michigan, you get picked up for so much as a fucking speeding ticket, your ass is going to fucking jail. Like, 
Yeah, but when am I ever in fucking Marshall, yeah, Michigan? Yeah, well, like, yeah, exactly. This is going to... The booming, bustling metropolis <laughs> yeah. of Marshall, Michigan. Yeah. The, the cultural that's, world of the United States. Oh, yeah, that's the, the town for comedy is Marshall, Michigan. Yeah. yeah, usually if someone says you're banned from Marshall, Michigan, you're supposed to respond, thanks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, I've been yeah, trying to the, get banned from Marshall, Michigan for years. <laughs> right. Yeah, when my you kids did. act up, I actually send them to Marshall, <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> You'll never play Marshall again. <laughs> You mean I got a promotion? You like, can kiss this sweet set of tits goodbye. Right. No, yeah, the, the 90 bucks to drive the fucking 300 miles was worth it anyway, so. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, so I didn't, uh, I didn't work for that guy anymore, apparently. That guy didn't work for the bar anymore. And uh, So they never did comedy ever again, huh? No, I don't think so. I, I, I mean, I, I haven't called to ask. Uh, we should call and just pretend and, like we're booking agents yeah, that, if they're interested in running a show. That would be funny. That, maybe we could uh, maybe we could book me and that same guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was just uh, it was just a fucking mess. But if the, we go to the Denny's in the morning afterwards, me and Charlie we were like just sitting out in the Denny's all fucking hungover. Right. Like uh, man, like this is. I don't know why we just came to the Denny's right out in front of the hotel. They're gonna. They're definitely gonna. Like, be wondering what the fuck happened to their room. <laughs> and as we're pulling out, of course, there's a fucking cop car pulling in, you know, but we just got the fuck, <laughs> we just got the fuck out of there, man. But I, I didn't have to pay any fuck. I didn't sign anything. I didn't fucking sign anything. <laughs> All right, man. We'll be right back, everybody, uh, with the travel news. We're back. If you hear a lot of uh, hacking and coughing, uh, we all have a cold. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not feeling so hot. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, it's time for the news, everybody. Travel news. Uh, yeah, I got a few stories here that I wanted to go over. Um, the first of which... Was that no good news is good good news? Airlines <clears throat> rewrite fl- flight... Uh, Airlines reroute flights to avoid North Korea rocket launch. <laughs> That's probably wow. good. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't doubt that. Why does that news? Is that like abnormal to rig out a flight? Usually, we just fly right through the, the <laughs> rocket zone. Yeah, but they were rerouted like hundreds of miles out of the way because it was a North Korean fucking rocket. No shit, <laughs> they didn't know where it was going to fucking go. Right. I think it's just best nobody flies. Right. Like, this is uh, check, 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 check. Oh my. My uh, thing isn't working today. Check, check. Oh, well. Fuck it. Well, there goes that Just guy. put your hand... Like, this is your captain speaking? <laughs> this is your captain speaking. <laughs> We're going to have to uh, get out of... I like that the whole world uh, has to be scared that... That... What is it? Kim sure. Jong-un now? Yeah. Like, you have to be scared that he wants to prove he's as batshit crazy as his dad. Right, right. Not like... <laughs> you know, I mean, you know... I have no idea what's up this guy's I can fucking understand. Sleeve. Having to, you know, prove that he can still control the people as much as his dad. Right. Know? But, uh, you know, he's got to maintain a certain level of face. It's like it. Evil Knievel's son, you know? Right, yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, what am I going to do? My dad fucking jumped the Grand Canyon in a rocket. I better get fucking nuts. Yeah, I don't think getting my CPA is going to cut it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how do you out-crazy that son of a bitch, though, Kim Jong-il? Oh, how absurd. What a so, little bastard. So, uh, there's... Just a bunch of flights rerouted. Uh, what else? Uh, all flights in Toronto grounded because of the rocket <laughs> launch in North Korea. 
probably really cut down on North Korea's uh, vacation industry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Both people that usually go there for vacation stopped going. They're probably not letting a lot of the citizens leave now. <laughs> Fucking assholes. How can you have the audacity to, like, live in an impoverished nation where, like, famine is a legitimate issue and other countries have to, like, give you food because you want to spend on your military, but then your leader's a doughy little fat, like, the only fat guy in the country? (laughs) Yeah, while he's eating everything, yeah, I mean... Um, we need you to send some more uh, food over here, preferably a couple of rally burgers with cheese. <laughs> yeah, you know, you, they need to get their priorities straight. It's like, maybe a nuke isn't the first thing you work on. Maybe, like, roofs yeah. would be, like, <laughs> yeah. a big step forward. Flooring. Or plumbing, I think. Yeah. Food, I think. Literacy. Not a bad thing. Literacy. Literacy. Yeah. You know, just uh, just medicine, work your way up. Or, yeah. Uh, Work your way up slowly to nukes. Baby step it. Baby step it. You I mean, know? we waited like 400 years. <laughs> no, dude. We did not wait very long at all. No. No, you're right. <laughs> uh, check this story out. Casino Tycoon plants $35 billion mini Las Vegas in Spain. Uh, so now Europe is going to have a little mini Las Vegas. Is it? Is the name of the town in Spain, Las Vegas, as well? And he just... No. No. It's many Las Vegas. You weren't paying attention. <laughs> so is it like... like it's really going to fuck is it, up. Is it four casinos, or is it like a miniature tiny one for little kids? What are like, they going to buy Las style? Vegas. Yeah, no. It's, it's not like we're building a bullfighting industry. Right. Do yeah, why is, he, why is he stepping in on our turf? <laughs> and why would they call it a mini Las Vegas? Like, isn't like... Uh, like the, Reno, yeah, the, like the Riviera, like in France, like like that's like the big Morocco. Morocco is a huge gambling. Like, yeah, that's a good so, point. Yeah, yeah, there is gambling through Europe already. Right. So, like calling it me a lot, like I think that's just to appeal to Americans. But why not? Maybe he's building it to look like the actual Vegas. Like, oh yeah, like re- I don't know, replicating. Maybe if I hadn't, of uh, maybe I should have actually read the story. So probably help out the, the, the bulls that were, you know, getting fought all the time. Yeah, a, new, a different kind of gambling right. uh, is probably not going to Oh, be. yeah, there'll probably be some crazy... There probably are some... I don't know. How do you bet on bullfighting? Like, the bull never really wins. They just keep killing the bull. Oh, the, I think the bulls have won, haven't they? Like, the the um, people... Those guys have been killed yeah. by bulls. Yeah, yeah or, I guess or had a killed, fucking I mean, they still horn the through their pelvis and out their fucking mouth. And yeah. <laughs> that's a win for the bull. Yeah. It's not much of a bull. Once uh, you can't stand. That's a W. Right. It's not much of a bull reasoning <coughs> field over there. It's all fighting. No, no, no bull no, reconciliation. No, no bull debates over there. You know, can't, you know, really hash it out. It would have just like to see one match where they worked shit out right. and it didn't come to blows. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? You have this part of the ring. I'll have this part. Cool. Well, I think it would. Uh, what would probably help that is if the guy stopped lancing the bull every time it got close to him. You know, and another thing is like, it's weird because the bull is villainized because everyone's like, "Yay!" But like the whole time the guy's flitting a fucking flag in his face. You know what I mean? Stabbing so if you were just him. sitting oh, no, at the, the bar, the object of the, it's, it's like he's got these five spears. And right. he's got to stick him in the bull, and then what he does after that, he's got to fucking kill the bull. 
That's the thing, though. Like, it's like, what I'm saying is the bull the was just kind of duped into it. Like, if right. you're sitting at the bar with a beer, and then I just keep, like, making fart noises in your ear, and, like, pimp smacking you as I walk by, and then you finally swing on me, and I gut you, then everyone's like, hooray Olé! Olé! <laughs> He took down that son of a bitch <laughs> that was doing nothing but minding his own business. Yeah. Bullfighting's pretty <laughs> fucked up. I'm not as delicious, though, as a bull, and I can't feed the whole town. Bulls are delicious. Yeah. Mm. They eat the bull, at least. But I think it's like only fancy fucking rich people get to eat the bull. Or they just have a big party where everybody in town gets you know, the bull. My parents own a cattle farm. We should just go down to, like, Logan, Ohio and, bull and start fight? our own thing. Our own bullfighting <laughs> circuit? Show up in some tights and fuck up the, the prairie. I'm down. Why not? Uh, here's <laughs> My stepdad shows up to like feed the cattle. There's just tons dead in the field. <laughs> Ole! I'm wearing a stupid looking hat with my drunk friends. <laughs> a sombrero. Hola, papa. <laughs> Sorry. No, no. Sorry, we had a couple You're of fucking... shots. One thing led to another. <laughs> Banned from Logan now. <laughs> All right, here's another story from MSNBC. Or MSN. Yeah, MSNBC.com. Uh, apparently. If you are late on your taxes or delinquent on your taxes, Uncle Sam is going to take your passport. Some elected officials are trying to are try, trying to push a bill that says if if you are uh, late on your taxes or oh the IRS they can take your passport. You can't travel, which is a shitty rule for me because I was planning on stealing a bunch of money from the government and then leaving town. Which well, is probably what you want to do after you steal a bunch of money from the I don't guy. think that we should be able to, like, you know, uh, start war crimes overseas until we pay back China then. Just to be fair. Right. If we're all yeah. going to be even Stephen <laughs> about our money. Yeah. How, do you, how the fuck are you going to be a dick to me about not paying back money that you're owed? And meanwhile, you fucking owe our continent to a bunch of communists. That's such horseshit. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucked up. It's, it, it's out of control. Uh, so... Well, and and the thing, like, the IRS isn't even a government agency. They're an outside contracted body. Like, so for them, give them the federal power of removing your passport, like, the IRS is not. They're a collection agency for for the U.S. government. Right. So they don't really, like, to give them the power to say, we we want to make the law well, that you lose your passport. Well, listen, with all these bills that have been passing lately, <clears throat> I bet this one passes, too, because they, they seem to be doing a lot of crazy shit. Well, it's like locking down the borders. It's like, you know, well, okay, the poor can't leave. Yeah. You know? I mean, if everyone's swinging their dick in the street and then one guy has a sleeveless shirt, you tend to overlook that. So now that you can just fucking detain people forever, the the passport thing doesn't look big next to it. Then again, though, in in the government's defense, and uh, you'll rarely hear me say that, if you owe me 500 bucks, I don't want you fucking taking vacations. You're taking vacations while you owe me 500 bucks? Okay, but wait, wait, time out. What if you work overseas or you have a business overseas and you're late on your taxes and they're like, you can't leave? Well, yeah, yeah, because like you're, Like then you're fucked. you're, You're like an independent contract like you're yeah you're, you're you know if you you can't pay necessarily the taxes until you get paid you know from others like you right might. yeah so i mean i i don't know this is dangerous territory they're they're treading in i mean i i don't like it no I, no that's not the hippest thing. yeah no, it's just the hypocritical aspect of it to me it's like I, I get what you're saying don't blow your dough like not, there's a very finite amount of people that are actually managing a business overseas like so so i get the vacation analogy but again if you also just owed everybody well and actually you know money. think of it like yeah i, I mean i i don't owe uh 
on my taxes uh, currently. I don't either. But uh, I'm going, uh, I might be getting this job working for a company that does go to Canada and Mexico sometimes. Right. And now that, you know, you can't, you have to have a passport to get, they've sealed up our fucking borders that way already. You know, it used to be you could just drive around North America because we're fucking neighbors and that's all right. Like, mm-hmm. Right. But now you need a passport to go to fucking Canada in the it's first place. It's a new place. world now, brother. Yeah. Yeah, they want they want one currency, but you still need a passport. That's kind of fucked up. Right, Doesn't make any goddamn sense. I like when people get mad that there's Mexicans in Texas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're bad. <laughs> yeah, oh. French people in Switzerland. Go back to your country. Technically, guys, right. this was actually our country. <laughs> yeah. Not not but very go long back ago. further to your country. <laughs> Could you? Yeah, run run to the hills. Didn't didn't we ask you guys to run to the hills? How's that Hawaii thing going? Go back to your country. Uh, all right, let's move on. Um, this is kind of cool. Malaysia Airlines offers child-free zone on new Airbus. <clears throat> That's awesome. If you fly overseas and you're on like these 13-hour flights and coach, it sucks already without a two-year-old a seat over going crazy the whole fucking flight, crying, mm-hmm. yeah. being hyper, punching the back of your seat, whatever. Sure, sure. So the Malaysia got it right. They should fly those kids <laughs> over North Korea. They should drop the children like bombs over North Korea. <laughs> they should fucking do that to the Greyhound bus. They should have adults-only Greyhound bus, because those are always pain in the ass, 13-hour coach rides. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, nightmare. Yeah. It's already a nightmare. Mo- motor With coach. some uncomfortable fucking seats. Yeah. You, only, you ride a lot of Greyhound bus? Uh, I... I swear I'll never do it again every fucking time, but and, yes, and then I you do it again. myself on the Greyhound. Yeah. And it's a lot of kids usually, too. Well, it's like, you know, that it's just like some small family, a single mom with, you know, three screaming brats because she's going back to live with her mom because her fucking husband was beating on her. And, uh-huh. You know, it's yeah. just, it's the fucking Greyhound bus. It's That's like, the one thing. I mean, the accommodations, the layovers, all that shit is horrible. Uh, the fucking employees treat you like you're fucking dirt, which right. is weird because you're paying them, and that's fucking horrible. But the, there's also... That bus is not full of anyone who's got their shit together. There's always some fucking hard luck stories on that bus. Because if you had your shit together, you wouldn't be on that fucking bus. Right. But I always meet the guy. I always meet the guy that's uh, like some surly hillbilly that's like got too much money and he just, oh, I ain't going to fly. That costs too much. But I got $9,000 in my pocket. Like a pack of smokes. Like, let's go down to the bar. We got a 45-minute layover. I'll take us a cab to a bar. Like, I meet this guy in every airport. And every fucking Greyhound station I've ever been in, like, some old redneck just gets a kick out of me and uh, wants to spend all his money on me. That's nice. Like a <laughs> yeah. sugar daddy. Yeah, sort of. Like a like a crazed, deranged, southern sugar daddy. <laughs> you and you know, me. We're the only ones outside smoking, you know? It's like... You and me's friends now, boy. Yeah, right. <laughs> Do a shot, pussy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, here's a pretty funny headline. This headline made me laugh. And there shouldn't be any kids on that fucking bus since being that old drunk redneck are fucking trying to have a good time anyway. <laughs> that's not a kid. Yeah, kids can make zone. your trip a drag, that's for sure. Yeah. Ecotourism may be good news for sharks. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I think we could put two and two together here. Imagine swimming. I'm going to read this directly from MSNBC.com. <clears throat> I love MSNBC.com. They always have a lot of cool travel stories. <clears throat> Imagine swimming in crystalline ocean water shot through with sunlight when one of Earth's most notorious predators swims into view. A very close view. Such pulse-quickening encounters are, in fact, the whole point for visitors of Tiger Beach. 
a spot in the Bahamas where ecotourists can get up close and personal with tiger sharks, indiscriminate <laughs> eaters known to devour everything from sea turtles to kegs of nails and occasionally humans. Yet it is by playing to the sharks' ferocious appetites that the d- dive operators are able to lure them into <coughs> view courtesy of generous offerings of chum, minced fish, However, some have argued that the free meals and resulting close encounters between humans and sharks could have bad consequences for both species. <laughs> really? Yeah, no shit. That when, when you have these sharks equating people to food, bad things can happen. Call me crazy, yeah. but I mean... <clears throat> yeah, we're just going to dangle this child out there to get the pedophiles to draw in. <laughs> yeah. Hope nothing goes wrong. Right. It's like fucking Paplov's dog. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the worst idea ever. Uh... But so this could be good for sharks. How? Like because, because they get they, to eat your ass. Yeah, that's right. how. Yeah, it's like oh, it works out for the sharks because uh, they get to fucking gobble up all <laughs> the free kids. Hope that you might not be like, looking at the sharks of a better it, interest. In it, it sounded like you know there might be some sort of glass wall in between you or something, you know. But uh, no, just get in the chummed waters with these sharks. Yeah, that's the vacation. Yeah, that, I'm, that I'm not you've going been, on that fucking trip. You, I'm not fucking you're going paying on them. You're paying them to listen, do that. Let me tell you something. Isn't that how they like torture people in James Bond movies and shit? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's usually a bad idea. Right. They do that shit in Jackass Four or something. Right. You know, I don't know, but uh, honey, do you think we got enough money in the budget to go on this sharks eat us alive trip? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you hate your wife, it's a great vacation <laughs> idea. Get in, honey. <laughs> Swim. Cannonball. I hope you've written your will, you know? Yeah, boy. It's a terrible idea. They found out, uh, though, recently, I see, or, or I thought this might have been maybe the thing, uh, that they maybe, like, brought the sharks in all cr- close and then, like, fucked with them and, like, hit them with shark repellent or something. But, you know, that gives, you know, like... We'll That'd just, be fun for everybody but yeah, the sharks. sure. Like, <laughs> get the shark... But they found out now that uh, because they're these giant apex predators, that sharks... Um, uh, when they smell a dead shark, they like fucking wig completely out. Shark of any species has some shit in their blood that only sharks can smell. And when they smell dead shark, they're like, shit, if something's killing sharks, we better get the fuck out of here. Wow, really? Yeah. That's interesting. So they're making shark repellent out of fucking dead shark blood. Wow. Like, oh, wow. They, there's this, like, they can put them in this, like, coma like sleep where they, you flip a shark over and it, like, can't respond to anything and it's, like, just kind of out of it. Uh huh. And even if you, if, in, the, in that stage, if you hit them with the fucking dead shark blood, they fucking wig out and spasm it's and like just take off. spray for sharks. Yeah. Mm. But it's, like, just an inborn That's wild, feeling. dude. Because they know they're the top of the food chain. If something's killing sharks, that ain't the place they want to fucking be. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. That is pretty fucking awesome. It's fucking Discovery Channel up in this bitch. Yeah, for all sure. of a sudden, we're not only laughing but we're learning. Yeah, well, let's go. Times. Let's go to the shark so, Tiger Beach now. Yeah, let's go to Tiger Beach with Look, a can of shark that, blood, and then all we gotta do is take down the first. You know, all we gotta do is take down the first shark and knife him real good, <laughs> right. and then we run that beach. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we can take it over. We'll start uh, dumping out minced shark instead of chum. Yeah, yeah. It'll be called Comedian Beach. Like, all that shit's stupid to me, though. Like, all that, like, hillbilly shit, like, alligator wrestling, bungee jumping, (laughs) shark diving, Ouija board playing, all that fucking crazy (laughs) white people shit that white people do that embarrasses me. I'm not into any of that shit. Yeah. No, like, I don't want to go for a walk through the swamp. 
Like no, no, I avoid the swamp. Right, and I, I'm not going to be pissed if there's an alligator in the fucking drainage ditch behind my house because I moved in the fucking alligator. Like I'm not going to move to where there's alligators that are going to eat my fucking. Right, dog. it defies basic logic to take something that's inherently dangerous and then charge an admission to do that with people. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, this uh, snake's poisonous, so I'm going to kiss it on the mouth. Or charge the fucking dangerous element that you put yourself in for being the problem. Like, okay, sure, if you want to go pay to fucking handle snakes, then you're an idiot. Like, when, you know, like... When Steve Irwin died, I, I actually had a blog about this on my uh, website, but when Steve Irwin died, the headline I read was, uh, Steve Irwin, uh, croc hunter, dies in freak diving accident. And he was filming a documentary called Ocean's Deadliest. And yeah. he was hovering above a 270-pound stingray with an 8-inch razor-sharp barb on its tail. And they said, freak diving accident. Right, yeah. And like if, if a Pepsi machine fell on him, that would be a freak diving accident. <laughs> right, right. Freak. Okay, I know a guy was fishing, fell off a boat onto a shark. Freak accident. Yeah. Like, bitten by, like he was fit, on a boat, fell out of the boat. And, yeah, there just happened to be a shark swing by, landed on the shark, got bit by the shark. Wow. He doesn't climb towers anymore because he's like, fuck that. If there's a lightning storm, you're ten times more likely to get uh, hit by lightning than you are to be bitten by a shark. And I've already been bitten by a fucking <laughs> shark. So, <laughs> he doesn't climb towers anymore. Oh, man. Well, that that's uh, pretty much the show for today, folks. Uh, thanks for coming in, you guys. Uh, Bob yeah. Cook. You can check him out at boobcock, B-O-O-B-C-O-K.com. He's got a funny blog that he writes uh, pretty often. And Corey Baxter, how can we keep up with you uh, and what you're I'm doing? I'm on Facebook, Facebook. I guess. Uh, Corey yeah. Baxter. What's your profile picture so they can find you? Uh, I think, uh, oh, crap. It was the CERN uh, Hadron Collider. <laughs> he doesn't really know, but it's no, Corey it's, Baxter. It's either the CERN Hadron Collider. It's a picture of me and drag, I think. All right, well. Know, something gnarly. Okay, well, uh, add him. Uh, I'm not the black kid from Raven, so if that comes up, that's not me. That's a different guy. That's a different Corey Baxter, yeah. Oh, I got you. Oh, that's you thought so that was like just a fake picture so you could go back to Marshall. No, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, folks, under Reprobate2012. That's Reprobate2012. Thanks for listening. Smoke weed.